0: On this fast-track episode of View the Right Thing, Wes and Desi delve into the long-awaited Freddie Mercury biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. Does this flick deserve front-row status, or are you better off saving some coin in the bleacher seats? Stand by as Wes and Desi take the stage and rock you with their review of Bohemian Rhapsody. Hey, it feels good to be back. Hi, Des. How you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. Um, So we're going to do a new thing for the podcast where you and I, on occasion, are going to talk about movies that are in the theater. Mm -hmm. We, um, right now, for the Viewsters, need to know, these will have spoilers. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. We're
0: not going to avoid the spoilers, so, um, you know... If you don't want to know spoilers, um, maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll say whether you recommend the movie at the beginning, mm-hmm. so that way people know whether they should go see it, and then they can come back and listen to the episode. If you don't care about spoilers, then go ahead and listen, although you're a monster. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so today we're going to talk about Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a movie that you've been following for years. Yes. And you were super excited about.
1: Yes, it it's been uh it's been an emotional ride getting here.
0: <laughs> it's been emotional getting here.
1: Yeah, it just cuz like it, it's been like oh it's going to happen, oh it's not going to happen. Oh it's going to happen. Oh no, it's not going to happen. Like, you know, it's been like
0: it's been tumultuous. Weeks. Yeah.
1: Getting it to to the point where they were they actually made it and it came out.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So you're um you're a pretty big Queen fan uh, as a Queen fan and I like Queen but you're probably a bigger fan than I am. Um would you recommend people go see this movie?
1: Yeah, I would. Um I don't know that I'd say, you know, pay 20 bucks to go see it. But okay. if you, you know, if there's a less expensive theater near you or you're you know, you have AMC A list or so you know, Something like that movie,
0: movie pass movie cinema yeah, one of
1: those Adam films kinds of things advertising
0: all the different movie passes out there
1: <laughs> not sponsored not sponsored <laughs>
0: um, yeah i am I agree with you i uh, I don't know I would tell anyone to spend twenty dollars per person to go see the movie. um now we say twenty dollars, but that's because uh where we live in California, ticket prices are higher
1: yeah. and,
0: and you know, I imagine New York is probably really similar. Um Seattle's probably pretty close. Uh, so we saw it at a theater with, it's a Dolby cinema. So they had, you know, the Dolby Atmos sound and stuff. Uh, a lot of the Dolby cinemas have Dolby Vision, which is the equivalent of like high def. It's got the HDR Dolby Vision stuff going on. Um, so those theaters tend to have an upcharge, kind of like a 3D movie or something or an IMAX. So right. um, we probably could have seen it, at a theater or an in, in an auditorium that only charged fifteen dollars for it yeah it was fifteen dollars is like a five dollar or do what, what what how much would you think people should pay for the film
1: I mean I would definitely pay ten dollars fifteen dollars i think if you're a queen fan, yeah, probably fifteen dollars is fine right but um you know if you're if you're just so so on Queen then you know it's not really any different than a lot of other sort of music biopic films so right maybe wait and see one that's a band that you like more
0: a band that you like more there's not a lot of those out there <laughs> no, no there's true. an Elton John one coming out called yes. Rocket man that looks great
1: that looks like a totally different kind of biopic though
0: yeah that one looks like it's Built in fantasy yeah. rather than than reality,
1: which I am excited.
0: Uh, I I agree with you. I think it's it's a pretty middle of the road kind of film. If you've seen any biopic, if you see if you saw Get On Up, the James Brown one, if you saw uh, you know Walk the Line, or which is the Johnny Cash one, or Ray, which obviously is about Ray Charles, then um, you kind of have already seen this story.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Oh, Which is interesting. Inter- oh, I was going to say something interesting. But you go ahead. Oh no, and- I was
1: going to say interestingly, the two that you just named are about solo artists.
0: Yes, but they all they all have the same thing in common. Okay, here's where we're going to probably get start getting a little bit into plot stuff. Yeah. Um, not too heavy, spoilery yet. Um, so all all these biopics all have the same thing where um, they're these musical geniuses and and don't get me wrong the movie is about queen but it's really about freddie mercury these musical geniuses like freddie mercury or ray charles or whoever um they get so caught up in figuring out who they are and their their own genius um and whatever their vice is that they drive the people around them away Mm -hmm. and then they have to like try and win them back and that's sort of... You're seeing that over and over and over again with these musical biopics. And that's definitely what happens in this movie. The interesting thing is, in reality... Uh, so there's a there's a moment where... Uh, okay, this is definitely heavy spoiler.
1: Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> from this point on. <laughs> from this point
0: on, we will have heavy spo- spoilers. Um, Excuse me. In this film, um, Freddie tells the band that he wants to go on a... He signed a solo deal. Right. In... What really happened was the whole band was burned out, and they all agreed to to essentially split so he could do his solo deal and they did not fight over it at all. Mm. and they continued working together on an album that was going to come out later on. Mm-hmm. so that this idea that they sort of um, uh, had some sort of animosity toward each other and didn't speak for a long time is completely made up by the movie specifically to make the plot fit this this um this format that that right, we know right. and that's that's kind of one of the things that really kind of my biggest negative critique of the film um while i enjoyed watching it um i thought the movie played it too safe i thought they oh
1: they a hundred percent played it really I, safe i
0: you know i think freddie mercury's sexuality is was an opportunity for them to explore something really interesting and I thought they handled it in an and a I I don't believe it was very ethical. I I, I felt it was a little um I uh, tone deaf? I don't know if that's the right word. Well,
1: it's it's really interesting. I mean like they kind of address it, but they're never super explicit about it. Like for for a long time like you're not even really sure if he's been sleeping with guys, like they like, glued well, to it. I agree. But it's like, is he just thinking about it, or yeah. is he actually?
0: You're not sure if he's cheating on his wife, right? And all this his stuff?
1: yeah, his well, fiance. Yeah. Okay. They never actually get married.
0: Okay. Um, I I think what 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 actually, <laughs> not just that they not just that they didn't like go there, um, but that they all of the scenes where they do finally explicitly say that he's been with men or going to be with men or whatever, mm-hmm. all of those scenes are about something negative. He, they never treat um, his relationship with men in a positive light until the very, very end of the film. Yeah, And I thought that was a disservice to who he was um, because – I, I I can't imagine that it was all just problems for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know, I know that you know. Obviously, in that time period, it was very difficult to be
0: right. But what kind of message are we sending? But what what message are we sending when we when we have a, a scene in a film where this guy is trying? He's desperately afraid to be alone, and he's looking for the comfort of people around him, and he throws this big party Mm -hmm. that has all of these drag queens in it Mm -hmm. and his band members show up and the way that the movie treats it is you're supposed to side with the band being uncomfortable they they don't treat that as he's found people that make him feel comfortable with who he is is, they they treat the scene as if you're supposed to say he shouldn't be hanging out with these drag queens he should be listening to the band who who are are all straight and married and and married yeah and doing the quote right thing right yeah and that feels um it feels irresponsible to me
1: it does i honestly was surprised they addressed it at all because i know that that was yeah. a big struggle getting this film made that the you know his family didn't want the movie to be about that which is unfortunate because it's it, his story this what his story is about you know like i mean it's it not it keeps his- the movie
0: from being great
1: right, and it's and it's you know I know that that's obviously not his the only thing to find someone, obviously he's a musical genius, and i I can understand the family wanting that to be the focus, but like it, it, his sexuality was huge, i mean,
0: it was an important part of what yeah. made him uh so enigmatic and um daring right, and yeah i and and that that's the other thing is like. I feel like we never really explored him as a genius. It was just sort of like expected that you understood that he was flamboyant. So he was a genius. But like there's a there's there's a scene pretty early on when they start experimenting in the in the studio mm-hmm. by like swinging the speakers around and putting yeah. pennies on the drum and stuff. And that was cool. But we didn't get very much of that. Yeah. Um I also didn't think, um, the, I didn't think we got enough of the concert stuff. Like, yeah. I, I, like the soundtrack was queen, the whole movie, which is cool, but mm-hmm. I wanted to see more of the singing, and I wanted to see, there's something really amazing that last 20 minutes of the film, which is the live aid sequence was f- phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I, and I kind of, when I was watching it, was thinking, man, wouldn't it have been great if we had seen something like this? Maybe not that, as big as that. Right. But, but something kind of like that early in the film and then had all of the drama happen and have all of that taken away only to be given it back in a much greater capacity. Right. That would have felt like it was really earned. But, like, I never really got the... um." I never got the moment where he was on stage singing and the crowd was just like blown away by him. There was like a scene kind of early on where he was yeah. singing the wrong tempo and the crowd, it was sort of the That Thing You Do moment. That same exact same thing happens in yeah. the fictional movie, That Thing You Do, where the drummer plays too fast. Right. In this, it's Freddie sings too fast. Um, but there there wasn't much meat to that. No. I wanted to see, you know, how did they how did they get the, you know the song from Highlander was in the movie, but they didn't like address the fact that basically they made an album and that whole album was used for a soundtrack for a movie. That's right. really interesting. How did that happen? How did the Flash Gordon thing happen? That's right. really interesting. Um uh, where was somebody to love? Where was you know what I mean? In a in a movie of of well, I mean, a movie about a guy trying to find love in his life.
1: Well, that so yeah, the, it's interesting because that song is in the movie,
0: but barely. And,
1: but I think mo- I think more than once it was in the movie, but it's like background and it's, yeah, it's not, not connected to the story. That, and that's
0: what I'm saying It's like it was barely in the film. It wasn't. It wasn't important to the film. Right? Which yeah. Is it weird. Isn't. Um. <clears throat> you You mentioned this thing to me about the the song the song for the love of his life,
1: yeah, okay, so <laughs> so like i said you know i'm i'm a I'm a queen fan for sure, I don't consider myself like a super fan i don't
0: you're not an expert,
1: yeah, I'm not an expert, I don't know all of his songs, I know that I'm you know not that well versed in it but i I do like him and or them, them rather. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a uh, I'm getting over a cold, so excuse my occasional throat clearing. Um, I've never heard that song.
0: What was the song called? Do you remember?
1: I think it's called "Love of My Life." Was it
0: called "Love of My Life"?
1: Um, and it was like hugely important to the film, and like at the live aid concert, everyone knows it. Like everyone is like singing it. Yeah. And or was it at the Live Aid concert? I don't know, one of the concerts. Everyone's singing it. And I I I was like, wait a minute, this song's really good and I've never heard it. Like, like there are definitely, I think, some very popular sort of rock anthem queen songs that everyone knows. And I think some of this other stuff gets lost sometimes
0: yeah well so from my understanding love of my life is on the same album as bohemian rhapsody it was like the opera the whole album is like an opera Mm -hmm. uh so i I think that's probably why a lot of people knew it was because they they didn't have a they didn't have a best best of, of right so um so i think people probably listened a lot to the the album and they knew the songs on that like i don't i couldn't tell you any other of the other songs that were on the album.
1: Right, because at our age we what listen we've to listened greatest, to is greatest hits. hits. Right. Like even even listening to it on cassette as a kid, it was still yeah. greatest hits. Yeah. So yeah, it it was it was nice to hear some of those songs and go, oh, I should go listen to more cool yeah. stuff that I haven't heard before.
0: <laughs> now that you bring up that song, that was another opportunity where I thought they could have keyed us into how important Queen was um, and what the effect was that they had. Like, every time we got the effect that Queen had, it was like, oh, somebody recognizes them, or, oh, they're having a big party, or, oh, they're having a fight with the record people who um, don't think they're going to be as big as they are, but we know they are, wink, wink.
1: Right, yeah. Um,
0: but, again, like, I, I needed, I wanted that scene where they were really connecting with an audience. And we got a little glimpse of that when um he came home to his fiance mm-hmm. and he played the Love of My Life video recording in I think it was Rio. And the and the crowd who didn't speak English knew all knew the all lyrics the and it and it and it affected him in such a profound way why didn't I get to see that scene happen in real time why didn't I get to see the look on his face when he realized yeah it's what like was you see it on.
1: on the TV that they're watching yeah like... why
0: was there such a disconnect I think it was so they could have a scene where she tells him that he's gay but well, the interesting that thing could have too, been still been done
1: yeah but the interesting thing too is that like we the whole movie we don't get that like he not, you know, I, I, he's such a, a musical genius and, you know, you want his story, but a huge part of his story is how he affected people and uh, like, and, you
0: and know, do you feel like you got how that? people
1: reacted to him? And I don't feel like yeah, I got that. Like, I agree. like barely, you know, like it, there's one, one moment like in the hospital.
0: It was, yo, yeah.
1: That, that was the only time where I was Ayo. like, yeah, that was the only time when I was like, People are, like, are seeing him and going and and feeling more comfortable in their own skins and going, I'm not a crazy weirdo. Like, yeah. I, like you know, like, it's time, okay yeah. to be who I am.
0: In a time where people were pretty open with gay slurs and stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. And it's funny because it sounds kind of like we're really down on the movie. The movie's fun. It's just, yeah. it's just it could have been so much more and they really had opportunities and it sort of felt like they felt they had to f- f- you know do a specific format because of what type of film it was and it felt like they didn't want to fully go into the concert stuff and they didn't want to fully go into the gay stuff so they kind of just like sat on the line and what ended up happening was you had a very like average film
1: Mm -hmm. And I mean, I do, I can appreciate focusing on them as a band and, and focusing on, you know, the contributions that the rest of the band made to it. And that, like, when he tried to go do a solo career, he was like, I can't do this without you guys. Like, it's, yeah, it's, we need to be a team. Like, you know, he was like, I need the resistance that you guys give me. I need the feedback. I need our collaboration yeah and i, I definitely appreciated that and I, you know i know i know that that was a big thing trying to get this film made and that at some you know at some point there was even talk that the movie would be he would only be in half the movie yeah and then it would be about them dealing with losing him and it's weird because like when i first heard that i was like no that's dumb i don't <laughs> like i you know but yeah. the, but no, like seeing more of how they interacted together, you know, if that was really true to life. Yeah, I, I actually would have liked to see some of that. You know, not half the movie, but a little bit of them dealing with him being gone because, you know, without him, their their band is not a whole anymore.
0: Well, I think that the problem is that it was it was manufactured, you know. Yeah, it, there was it wasn't grounded in reality, so it's like, well, now we got to write something for the band. It was just easier. To have this like fake drama, it's it's very like reality show, which is really yeah. disappointing.
1: But it's not the it's not the drama aspect of it. Like, like, I hope that it wasn't manufactured. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure. Like, you know, when you look at all the credits, those guys did write those songs. They did. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like, like that's not it's not the drama part that I'm talking about. It's it's the part where they. No, no. They I'm are... saying
0: I'm saying they felt they needed to create this fake thing
1: oh where they could have had the drama of them having to deal with him being gone
0: no i'm saying i don't think there was drama of that that's the problem is that 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 him being gone
1: no i mean after he died
0: oh after he died yeah 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 Yeah, no i agree i i think it would be would have been a much more interesting film if it would have been about queen um and i think it would have been more interesting if they had um been more transparent with who they all were
1: absolutely and and i think that i think like i said i I know they had trouble getting this film made at all because you know whoever's in charge of his estate i guess i don't know who that would be but maybe his
0: jim hutton his, maybe or his fiance or his family
1: yeah his ex fiance who he you know still was close with um they didn't want it to be about you know, him being gay and like they didn't, they resisted that transparency.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we got to wrap this <laughs> up. Excuse um me.
1: I think it's worth seeing, Um, you know, the soundtrack is obviously fantastic because it's Queen. Yep. Um, I would highly recommend checking out some Queen stuff you've never heard before because there's some really great stuff that I think is, we don't hear because it's not the, the best of, yeah. quote unquote. I agree. Um
0: if you if you have one of those passes and you can see it on any screen or whatever, like if you have the AMC A-list pass, um, not, a, not, an, not an ad, um, you see it in the Dolby, probably, or the IMAX, so you just have the big sound. Yeah,
1: oh, absolutely. Um, and, and, and I will say, Robbie Malick is phenomenal. Yeah,
0: I can't believe we didn't say that. Robbie Malick, <laughs> I, I, I was sitting there thinking at the end of the film, we watched the entire credits and listened to the music and stuff, and I kept thinking... Could he in a movie so just kind of? eh, um, Could he get an award nomination because he was so good?
1: He what he was he was charismatic. He was like he
0: he really was felt the like a character.
1: <laughs> like it's funny because in some of the previews I was like I can't not see Rami Malek, but once we were watching the movie, I, I it was fine. Yeah, he was great. But yeah, he he was so good in it, and I, there was you know some turmoil getting a an actor for this movie and.
0: Sasha Baron Cohen
1: yeah I you know I really would have liked to see Sasha Baron Cohen do this movie I think that he would have been very good as well and he sings and yeah you know and Rami Malik I think does some singing in the movie there he, it's like he a combination. Sings,
0: they so that from what I understand they used his voice a sound alike guy from YouTube who who does Freddie Mercury and Freddie's actual voice. They, right. they, Ryan Malek said that he wanted, they, their goal was to, for you to hear as much Freddie as possible. Right. So, um, I think it's like a combination of the three of them.
1: Yeah. So, you know, he, he does, he does a fantastic job. Yeah. He's amazing. Great.
0: All right. Uh, well, we'll come back another time with another theatrical movie. In the meantime, um, Steve and I have episodes to record as, as well as maybe some new, uh, co- guest co-hosts this year, so pretty exciting. Um, until next time, Bond Cinema.